0: Welcome to the American Football Show, powered by EP Sports. EP Sports is the top supplier in the UK for all of your American football needs, helping players and coaches reach their potential since 2007. Check them out at epsports.co.uk. Uh, week three's in the books, boys. How do we feel about football uh, week three?
1: We're starting to see the good and the bad teams now. I think. I think uh, all the priests. This is. For me, this is the first proper week. First two fella pre-season games. Now we're starting to see who's who, two, I think.
0: And only losers lost this week.
2: I don't know. It's been a bit of a weird one, hasn't it? You've got some teams that are 3-0 that are a bit surprising. You've got some teams that are 0-3 that are a bit surprising. You've got, I think, a good majority of teams just decimated by injuries. Like There's all kinds of madness
1: i reiterate what I said at the start when I did my predictions. This is such a weird season. Anyone can win. I know it looks like the Chiefs
0: are just going to steamroll everything, but just watch out. It's going to be an odd season. And remember to go back and check out the podcast we did of me saying the Bears are going to win it because they're
2: currently <laughs> 3-0. and <laughs> And on that podcast, who predicted that Nick Foles would be starting before week four? This guy. <laughs> <laughs> who are they
0: playing this week? Culture, yeah, we'll get to that, but that could be a good game. Um, so let's go over a bit of news just before we move on to those. So, to add to the mounting list of injuries uh, that I've been falling in, uh, the two bigger names is Chase Young, obviously out for day to day, apparently, but definitely not playing this week football. So, big break for you there, Craig, because they really would have had you on the ropes. Um and also Dallas got the tight end for the Eagles as sprained and fractured his ankle. Uh, so he's out for a couple of weeks, which is a joy to hear as we are now down to. I think we just signed a wide receiver as a tight end. So that's fun. Um, any other big injuries? I know there's a couple in your game, Tim. Yeah, we've lost another wide receiver. We've lost
1: the starting rookie cornerback as well. was doing quite well. Um, I just think it's everyone's going to get injuries now. You've just got to deal with it. Uh, I know Marcus Mariota is coming back for us as well, so might be waving goodbye to the Peter man. Um, I think you're going to see a lot of the Raiders go down with COVID. Uh, If anyone's seen the video, they were at a function in Las Vegas on Monday night all not wearing masks, which is cool. when it's your starting quarterback, you're starting tight ends and stuff. So, yeah, my team are a bunch of morons. There you go. (laughs)
0: I think um, your, uh, your coach Harbour, Craig, they were like, you can't reasonably expect me to wear a mask whilst I'm, I'm doing my job. And everyone was like,
2: yeah, we are. <laughs> I, mean, it's, I mean, I wear a mask when I do my job. I don't see why he can't wear one while he's doing his job.
0: No, if anything, that they cover their mouths anyway when they do their job. <laughs> Probably
2: helps. Like, it's just easy. You don't have to be like that. No hiding from Bill. You could do what Gruden's done and be all cool and have a, have a bandana on instead and look like, a, look like an outlaw.
1: <laughs> Pray you and me if your ideas are cool then, mate, because you look like <laughs> a
2: Look like something from an old spaghetti western.
0: <laughs> and of course, the masks are now... There always was a reason, but first bout of COVID has entered the league uh, with the Tennessee Titans having a number of personnel both on the field and off the field diagnosed with positive tests. Um, so they missed training along with the Vikings who they played, obviously. And now the uh, the Vikings, I believe, they, they were confirmed as no positive tests, but obviously were in contact. Uh, and now the Titans-Steelers game has been delayed until further notice.
2: Could be an interesting one. I don't know where they're going to manage to squeeze the game in. So they've both got different bye weeks, I believe. No, I think. Yeah.
1: It actually work. There's a likely scenario. It's not as bad as people originally thought it was. So, this is from Adam Schefter at ESPN. Most likely scenario is that you move the Steelers Ravens game from week seven to week eight, because the Steelers and the Ravens are both on the same bye week in week eight and then you just move the Steelers-Titans from week four to week seven, because the Titans bye week is in week seven. So that actually isn't that difficult to do.
2: Yeah. just after Thanksgiving game?
1: Uh, I can't confirm or deny that. Week seven...
0: No, I don't...
3: No, there might
0: be... I, I doubt early. they'd consider moving a, a Thanksgiving game.
2: Because we yeah. usually play the Steelers around Thanksgiving and it would probably fall around them. It'd be like...
3: Four weeks from now probably be like Halloween, I think. Yeah, because so be that would
0: be week seven, yeah. Oh, well. Yeah, but you also play them again, don't you, so? Yeah. that one. It's week 23rd of the 10th. That is not Thanksgiving. is no. in November? Yeah, in November,
1: it's just not Thanksgiving games.
0: Okay, thank God we still have the Thanksgiving game, then. Um... Other news. I, I think me and Tim were just talking about this. Um, we, we're on opposite sides of it. I think Adam Gase is on the hot seat from reports that I've seen. That if he loses this game to the Broncos on tonight, that he's gone. Uh, but Tim, you've heard al- the alternative.
1: So NFL Network reported today that despite the Owens restart, Gase is not at risk of losing his job.
2: Which makes what fun. about um, what about Dan Quinn? I think he's on a on a pretty hot seat at the
0: minute. God, like, I, there's no team in NFL history that has blown as many leads as the Falcons have recently, as badly as they have.
2: What about Clap Happy, Jason Garrett? I think he's on a pretty hot seat at the minute.
0: He's the OC for the Giants, so considering they've lost Saquon, I, I yeah. don't think you can really judge them.
3: I think there's there's decent sort of circumstances then where he'll be kept on for... For a while to the end of the season, more like might be. but no, Dan Quinn is deep trouble. That defense
1: yeah.
0: just sucks because he's well, a
1: defensive coach as well. So,
0: he's been on the hot seat the past three years, and every time they've kind of gone, We'll keep down and just get rid of everyone else. And they've not figured out that by keeping down, they're not winning.
1: <laughs> the only thing what I was saying to Adam off it was the only thing that's helping coaches out at the minute is with the COVID restrictions. Teams aren't going to be that keen on shipping people in. You know, there's no precedent for interviewing coaches in a in pandemic. So it's going to be difficult. And I think teams are just going to give people the benefit of their doubt.
0: Yeah, but I mean, I, I think it's harder for a player to interview because obviously, I mean, like Earl Thomas was at the Texans training out and they they just said no to him. But for a coach, you'd assume you could do everything virtually. Obviously, it helps to do it in person, as anything helps, but surely it would just be kind of conveying your ideas and just doing regular interviews.
1: Yeah, it's a difficult one. I would get rid of the coaches, especially if my coach was Adam Gaze. And the statement I read said that they didn't think they should get rid of him because it would harm Sam Donald's development.
0: That, well, that good development. what not what he's doing at the moment? I'm yeah,
3: pretty
1: sure he's harming his development at the
3: minute, anyway. Yeah. Right? It'd do the opposite. It'd free Sam Darnold from, yeah. from his, his
0: clutch. Like. Yeah. God. like, I've, I've not seen a Jets fan happy with Gase. I've
2: not seen a Jets fan happy, full
0: stop. <laughs> <laughs> so the Jets are playing on Thursday. Last night's Thursday night game was the Dolphins at Jaguars. Uh, let's move straight into our reviewer last week. Tim, you had the Dolphins.
1: I did. It was the Battle of the Beard versus the Tash, the Battle of Florida. Unfortunately, it turned out to be not much of a battle at all. Fitch Magic took care of business. Um, we should have known that. 37-year-old Fitzpatrick became the first player to beat a team six times with six different teams. He's beaten the Jags with the Bengals, Bills, Titans, Texans, and the Jets. Uh, the Jags, who have looked a little bit plucky earlier on, Looked like the team we all thought they would be. Uh, play early in the game that highlighted this was a catch by Jaqueline Grant. C.J. Henderson, who was the ninth overall pick in the draft, applauded the catch. and just stood there and started clapping because it was a nice diving catch. But he didn't touch the player. So Grant got back up again and ran for another five or so yards. Um, the Dolphins just bullied the Jags on the ground. Uh, Gaskin, very effective, run the ball early. Um Left tackle, Cam Robinson, got himself ejected for pushing an official. I don't know if anyone saw it, but it was a bit tiki tacky The boy was at the bottom of a the pile. There was a lot of people on him, and he was just kind of pushing people off. Unfortunately, one of them was an official. But that summed up the Jags' frustration. Taft's favourite player, Gardner Minshew. He didn't have a great game. He threw an interception and got sacked four times. Um it wasn't a great game, to be honest, unless you're a Dolphins fans. So that takes the Dolphins off the side. That takes them to 1-2, and, and the Jags are now also
0: 1-2. James Robinson, the Jags running back, got the AFC Rookie of the Month. So everyone was a bit shocked. Obviously, they dropped Fournette kind of just out of nowhere. But he's really been showing why they've done that.
1: I'm not going to buy into the whole running backs aren't valued anymore but if you look at two teams patriots as well they've both used undrafted running backs and they're doing really well indeed so why would you pay a lot of money for a running
0: back when you can just find one anywhere true true sorry running backs so moving up a bit we've got the 49ers at the giants uh, that was you joe craig sorry
2: yeah, so this one was a bit of a strange game. Um, 49ers took the win in this one, 36-9. They go on to 2-1 to and one with the Giants falling to 0-3. If, if you'd have told me three weeks ago that the 49ers' three best players would have been Nick Mullins, um, Jerich McKinnon, and the, the rookie Brandon Ayuk, you'd probably laugh me out the building. Um, but apparently so. Um, you better believe it. You know, With um, Nick Mullins, 25-36, for 36, 343 yards and a touchdown. It's not bad for a backup QB. Uh, McKinnon, he had fourteen carries for thirty-eight yards and a touchdown. Um, Ayuk had a pretty good game too. He also got a touchdown. It was the was five field goals in the first half. Like both teams were just going back and forth, but you couldn't really sort of push it to the end zone. It was it, yeah. It was I don't know. It was a strange, strange game to watch. Um, fair play to the 49ers though considering that they're running with like I think they've got like 10 to 12 backups in that team you've got backup QB pretty much all the receivers are back up Kittle's out um, the entire defensive line is pretty much devastated at the minute and they're mostly running on backups and they, they didn't just come out and like sort of you know have a have a little bit of a tussle with the Giants they, they completely dominated them and, and completely destroyed them and this is a you know yet they're miss and Saquon but other than that a good chunk of that team is still still that starting lineup, so so fair play to them. I saw a
0: crazy start. Um it, it was very cherry picked, but it was like passing yards through a quarterback's first nine games or something like that. And it was like Patrick Mahomes, Andrew Luck, Nick Mullins.
2: <laughs> it's weird and like it's. The, the strangest thing, I found, I mean, the, like I said, the Giants and me, like they're missing a couple of people, but it's mainly their starting offense and their starting defense. Like they didn't stop the 49ers once. The 49ers scored on every single drive. Now, granted, a lot of them are field goals, but still, when you're running with mostly backups, um, you know, I think Shanahan must be doing something right. Well, Shanahan
0: loves that kind of gameplay where he. he... Uh, It wasn't so obvious on the Falcons because there was so much talent, but especially since he's moved to the 49ers, he likes a game where he just needs the quarterback to pass the ball and let the receiver or the tight end do it because Kittle's an absolute monster after the catch. Uh, Then you've got Debo Samuel. You had Debo Samuel. Brandon Ayuk's really fast. Um, Raheem Mostert's known for his speed so is Jarek McKinnon, Tevin Coleman he's got all these guys that once you get in the ball they're going to make the play and it's not relying on the quarterback so it kind of works out for Mullins and I think Garoppolo had that kind of label that he's just reliable but not the, uh, a playmaker Yeah, I think...
1: well, we, we played against Mullins I think it was, was it, two years ago when Garoppolo got injured last time. Mullins is a really good quarterback i um, surprised. I don't know what his contract's like, but I think you'll get picked up with a free agent and
2: uh, be a starting quarterback. I think a lot was felt to Jones to try and do it all. Like he was 17 for 32 on a 90, only threw for 179 yards, and he got one interception, no touchdowns. But he was also the leading rusher, five carries for 49 yards. Like when you're quarterback, you're leading rusher. Like it. I don't know, it sort of it says a lot, doesn't it? Yeah.
0: Anyway. Moving on to the Washington football team at the Cleveland Browns. Joe, you had this one.
3: Yeah. So, like, if if you look at this game, you look at the sort of, like, the box score, you, you wouldn't think it would be this high scoring. But the Browns won 34 to 20. And a fun fact, this is the first time that the Browns have been over 500 win percentage or win ratio since 2014. I mean... You think back, you think Browns, of course, but it's still weird to think it's taken six years for them to go into a positive sort of like win-loss sort of score there. But yeah, this game was fairly similar in a way to the one against the Bengals in well, with the Browns, especially with their rushing game. Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt are just sort of as a duo. They're probably the best running outfit in the league. Either of them come into the play. Either of them can do what each other can do, and they're just top top draw Washington had a pretty poor game Dwayne Haskins junior had a really really poor game he threw three interceptions and I know he's in a real tough sort of scenario there but you know it, it is going to be a bit worrying for him he's not as performing as well as he really would like to but the Browns on the other hand they're slowly looking pretty nice uh they're, they're sort of coming into themselves a little bit. They would have stinker first week against the Ravens, but the last few games they started to look a bit more like themselves. Fun part in this game actually was when Carl um, Joseph picked off Dwayne Haskins and he got the ball and he ran with it. He probably went about sort of like 40 yards and just heart and mouth just fumbled the ball just at the 20-yard line. But luckily his man jumped back on the ball. So otherwise it would have been blushes for him. Yeah, Browns go to two and one. Washington go to one and two. Uh, two teams that looked quite far apart.
0: Yeah, and obviously Chase Young came out of that game, which is of course yeah. a huge, huge blow for them. Um, moving on from the Browns to the Bengals. Uh, Bengals at Eagles. Oh God, I just remembered this game. <laughs> um, so at least we are not 0-3 with the rest of the other 0-3s, but it was a pretty... Uh, from an Eagles point of view, it was a very upsetting game. Um, Joe Burrows is just a, an amazing quarterback to watch. Um happy that I keep selecting the Bengals because he's he's just, he's wonderful. Like, he, he he got sacked eight times. I don't know, when he played the Browns, he got sacked a bunch. Uh, I forgot how many times he got sacked in the first year, but he's already, like, getting, he's on, like, um, Deshaun Watson levels are getting sacked. Um, so there's that. But what was more concerning is that we obviously went for a punt to, to finish the game in a tie when we could have um, kicked the field goal. Granted, it was originally a 63-yarder, which is pr- within Jake Elliott's range. We've seen that before. And then I, I, was, I actually recorded myself for the final two minutes to see what... I was going to send it to you to share my reactions. And then the... Left guard, right guard, whatever. Did a false start on a game-winning field goal, and I literally just turned my phone off and couldn't be asked anymore. So there's that. Um, yeah, I mean Tyler Boyd and T. Higgins look really good with Joe Burrow. Um, honestly, they they look like they're improving week to week, and it, it, soon they're, um, he's going to start uh, churning out the wins. I think. Uh, Wentz is drawing a, lo- a lot of criticism now. Uh, I do think it's slightly unfair, but he, he does should get some of it. Um, But it's a game lost on penalties, really, and no. I don't think anyone likes to see a tie. But we, I mean, the the NFC East currently has two wins in the entire division, so hey, (laughs) Um, that was that twenty-three to twenty-three. Moving on to the Raiders at Patriots, Joe.
3: Yeah, so a bit of a tough spell this one. Uh, Raiders going to the Patriots. It was, I would call it a bit of a game of two halves, really. Going into halftime, Patriots were 13 to 10 up. And I remember sitting there just thinking, yeah, we're going to lose this one. The Raiders' defence, which I wasn't expecting to be good. And they were keeping Cam Newton very, very quiet in the first half. Nothing was really going on. Carr looked pretty dangerous with all the options that the Raiders have. And then in the second half, things just sort of changed. It was more sort of coaching came into play. And the Patriots had a fairly comfortable second half, if I may say so myself, which was a shame because the first half was so so competitive and it just sort of went the other way. Rex Burkhead had the game of his life. Uh, I don't know where it came from, no clue, but he scored three touchdowns himself and was just looking brilliant. Um, Sonny Michelle also had a good game. He had 13 yards per carry, which is... You know, for him, he's never done that sort of numbers before, and he was just just top top draw. On the patriot side of the ball, someone who's really come into fruition, especially with all the dropouts, is Chase Winovich. He was pretty outstanding again, and I've got a couple stats actually that I wanted to uh, to share on this once I. uh i my leg in the
2: corner. <laughs> I don't believe I, I benched Birkhead. Like it cost you me, it cost that. me the win. Yeah, he, over 30 points he had me. Like I, I, I was watching the game, and every single time he was getting the ball, and he was like after his touchdown and all that. You know, what I mean? like I was just crying inside. So this was yeah. it. So
3: it was of the 63 edge rushes with 100 plus snaps. Chase Winovich ranks fourth in PFF, and I know Tim's not a big fan of PFF, but. This is what it says uh, in the pass rush grade he's only behind Garrett Mack and TJ Watt. So he's up there with the big boys and he's looking really really good. But yeah, it was you know interesting game. Thoroughly enjoyed it and a good win for the Pats and it was one that I thought we could have slipped up on quite easily so quite quite glad we didn't. But the Raiders also looking a very very good team and do not sleep on the Raiders at all this year.
1: Disagree slightly there Joe but um, you can tell the difference between a legendary coach and a good coach. A legendary coach makes in game adjustments because, as you said, the Raiders looked good in the first half, but then the Patriots just changed the game plan and completely destroyed us. Uh, we had a game plan, but we didn't switch it. You know, we shut down Cam Newton, which is clearly what we were trying to do. But that defence is going to lose us a lot of games. And that's where we spent all the money in free agency. And all the free agent defenders we've signed have all been really, really bad. There's no other way of putting it. Um, You saw good car and you saw bad car. You saw a car who just flaps in the pocket when someone, instead of just running for it and getting two yards, he'll take the sack and he doesn't hang on the ball. Uh, There was two strip sacks. One ended up in a touchdown. So... Um, it was a pretty disappointing game from a Raiders point of view, but uh, there's always next week.
0: Okay, uh, moving on to you, Craig. You had the three and and0 Bears uh, taken on the Falcons.
2: Yeah, so the Falcons, like, where, where do we start? Let's open this can of worms. Like, what, what the hell's going on? Like, what, what, what are they doing? Um, Blowing another huge lead, sixteen points in the fourth quarter, allowing the Bears to come back, scoring twenty points in the fourth quarter to take the win, thirty to twenty-six. Yeah, you didn't you didn't mishear me there. Twenty points in the fourth quarter. Um, Nick Foles coming on off the bench for Mitch, um, and then scoring three touchdowns coming off the bench, just like I predicted. I said earlier, I'll take the credit for that one. Um, Falcons becoming the first team in history to to give up a fifteen point lead in back to back weeks. Um you know, is, is this a problem for the Falcons? Is this a problem for their defence? Is this a problem for with you know with Dan Quinn? Like I I don't know where to start. Like I couldn't put it I wouldn't put it all on the defense. Um like the the offense, the last six drives of the game, I think it was six or seven drives, like the they were they just stalled, They couldn't really get any, any get the ball rolling couldn't really score any points either so it wasn't just the defence failing to stop them and Nick Foles coming on and, and doing his thing um, scoring three touchdowns Um, you know one of them was quite it was quite fun to watch it was like very Eagles-esque where you see him coming in and he was about to take a huge hit and he just stood there took the hit through the ball sat and watched the touchdown while he was sat on his ass on the ground like yeah like I, I, I don't know it's an interesting one from the Bears obviously and now it now creates a bit of a a controversy there that i think like you know i will will they go back to mitch will he not go back to mitch i, I you know after that performance i think it's it's tough to go back to him when falls comes out and it's just a, you know a brief period of time is so productive um but yeah the, for the falcons like they they i don't know they need to fix what's going on there um it's killing the team it's killing the fans it's killing the fan base you know you you've seen how unhappy a lot of the fans and stuff are, I think. And you know, I don't know what's worse. I don't know if it'd be worse supporting a team that's just awful. Or whether it's, you know, supporting a team that can hang with the big boys and put up so many points and big numbers and i have got all these star players and then they just blow it. You know what I mean? Like I I can only imagine. I like I can only imagine that's a lot more heartbreaking than going in with your expectations set, set set quite low to begin with. Um I don't know what 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 do you guys think of this one? Like
0: I think there's a really good example of the difference between Mitch and Foles, because they throw the exact same play, and one of them was just a wide miss thrown by Mitch. And the exact same play thrown by Nick Foles is a touchdown to Jimmy Graham.
2: Yeah, well that was another thing that surprised me. Like Jimmy Graham, like he had you know, he was quite productive with the Saints, and then since then he's been a bit of a laughing stock, and people are wondering why he's still even playing in the league. And then Nick Foles comes out and he scores two touchdowns.
0: Nick likes Nick likes t- tight ends <laughs> that's why they got 11 of them
1: <laughs> I would rather support a team that lost every week I and mean, then if you win it's great rather than a team that goes up by 20 odd points I and mean, then you know it's coming you know it's going to lose that's got to be so depressing so i take the shit team I mean everyone every wins a bonus
3: You don't see like Jets and other teams who are zero and three burning jerseys that are worth 250 quid on the open fire in the garden. Falcons fans have gone nuts.
2: It's the the Super Bowl all over again. And like, you you don't know if, you know, with this happening so many times to this team now, you don't know if it's going to get in their heads a bit. And when they do start to pull ahead and they do get a lead, are they going to start panicking and thinking, "Oh God, like are we going to do this again?" You know, is it going to happen again? And then they get in their own heads, and then it becomes even even more of a problem. Um, they, they were missing Julio, so I guess that you know you do have to try and factor that in a little bit. Um, Ridley had another big night for him. He's one of my favourite receivers in the league at the minute, considering um, you know he's not exactly their number one. I think he had 110 yards on the night. But, I mean, as, as many points as this team can score, they just can't seem to to close.
0: And moving from one team that uh, got the comeback to one that didn't, let's move on to the uh, Rams going to Buffalo to face the Bills. Uh, probably one of the most exciting games uh, of of Sunday. Uh, just, it keeps reaffirming the fact that Josh Allen is really up there for the, the not only... Kind of uh, the AFC uh, player of the of the division, but of, of the actual MVP conversation. Um, if Russell Wilson wasn't just absolutely blowing people out the water, he he would be front runner. Um, so building up twenty eight to three, uh, and there was then a twenty nine uh, point run by the Rams. So uh, they really did fight the comeback, even taking the lead uh, towards the end. Um, but, of course, the, the Bills would take this game in the end. Um, Stephon Diggs going to Buffalo uh, was just such... An, I know it was. everyone was like, this is a great move, but it's just so good. Um, even being covered by Ramsey, uh, they, they were struggling to stop him, and he's just showing that he is the weapon that, that Josh Allen needed. Obviously, Josh, we know Josh is really good at running the ball, and uh, the short game's good of him, but now he's he, he's got someone to unleash that massive deep ball with. Uh Jared Goff's been looking really good actually with, with the Rams. Uh, I know there's been some debate uh, from the past two years about him, but he's been showing that he has got the chops to play. As I said, they nearly did win this game. Um there was a really odd interception, non like like uh to describe it to you, Josh Allen threw the ball to his um tight ends, uh Tyler Eyefoot, they He caught the ball at the same time with the safety. And obviously that's nearly always going to go to the possession of the receiver. But just for some reason, the refs gave it to the Rams. Um, So a bit of another controversial call going the Rams way, but ultimately not setting them up with a win this time. Um, But yeah, really good game. Um, It's two top contenders for each uh, division, AFC obviously with the Bills and the Rams trying to keep up in the NFC West, which they are doing obviously just uh, behind the, the Seahawks there.
1: I was confused by that interception because I, I agree with you, Adam. I always thought the rule was if, in that case, it basically went to the offensive team. It's Two players to. had the ball.
0: Obviously, and ref- the ref- one. <laughs> Moving on to you, Joe. Uh, you had uh, a bit of a, a what family meeting up with the Texans at Steelers.
3: Yeah, a little family reunion. Nice one, this one. So, the steelers went and won again uh, beating the texans by 28 to 21 so texans had a really nice first half actually they were they were in the lead they were looking fairly comfortable but the Tex- sorry the steelers came back and they shut out the texans completely in the second half not letting them score any points whatsoever the steelers pass rush is like really really good if not the best in the nfl They managed to sack Deshaun Watson five times and just, as I say, in that second half, just eliminate him from being able to do anything. Randall Cobb seems to be a pretty decent pickup, uh, actually, for the Texans. He went for 95 yards and a touchdown in this game. But as I said, the Steelers were just so good in that second half. They just completely completely, uh, made that null. The Steelers, though, even though they're getting these victories and they're looking very dominant on the defence side of the ball, they haven't... I don't know. I just felt as if they could have lost this game. And I felt last week against the Broncos, they could have lost that game as well. So they won this one by seven. They beat the Broncos by five. And I think they beat the Giants, I say, only 10. But, you know, the 49ers blew the Giants out of the water immediately with no Saquon. But I feel as if this is probably what we're going to get from the Steelers. They're going to be very close games all the time because of that defence. But I don't know. I just feel as if there's some point there is going to be a, a close loss to them, which they weren't expecting. I just think that's just how they play at the moment. I'm just sort of torn between are the Steelers this really, really good team or is it just a really strong defence and they just sort of
0: make wins happen? Steelers are obscenely good at drafting wide receivers. Yes, Claypool. It's just Claypool again. and Deontay Johnson. It, like, I watch those games I'm like... Not only do you have a good wide receiver one, you've got reliable other wide receivers. And then I flip to my screen and we've got three people grabbing their ankles in pain. Anyway, sorry about that. Um, Tim, you had the riveting game of the Jets at the Colts.
1: I did indeed. I again got the bloody Jets. Uh, Right. More on that later. Sam Donald bookended this game with a pair of pick sixes, either side. Uh, Jackson actually looked frisky early. Uh, Sam Darnold threw a fantastic touchdown pass. He escaped the rush, went past about three tacklers, and zipped the ball in. It was very nice. Um, He finished 17 for 27, 168 yards, a touchdown, but those three interceptions. Still think Darnold's got future in the NFL. He just needs to do it without Adam Gase. The sooner those two are away from each other, the better. Darnold, you know, he's he's a pretty good quarterback. Um, things went from bad to worse after rookie tackle Mackay Becton, who had been playing really well, left in the first half with a shoulder injury. injury. Phil Rivers showed what a successful NF career should look like. He threw his 400th touchdown pass. Um, the running game for the Colts looked really good, averaging 3.8 yards per carry, wearing down the Jets' D. Um a guy i would noticed before, but's quite good for the Colts to their tight end, Mo Ali Cox. He scored a touchdown after a big game last week. Very impressive. Wasn't a brilliant game overall. Jets go 0-3, Colts go to
0: 2-1. I think my, my sleeper was Mo Ali Cox. He's good. Good play. Yeah. Um, I think the, the Colts entering week four have actually got the top value defence in the league. Mm-hmm. They're, they're, they're really shutting people down. Um, moving on to the game that cost me £110, pounds, the Lions at the Cardinals, Craig.
2: Yeah, it cost me a bit of money too, mate. Um, right, so, I mean, after a defeat week one to the Bears and after um, getting absolutely decimated by the Packers in week two, the Lions come out from licking their wounds and were on the hunt for that first win. Um, top cap, Matt with a game-winning field goal. And going four and four in um on the night leading the, the prior to the first win of the season. So fair play, you know, Lions with the with, with the first win on the board. Um it was pretty spectacular fashion as well. Um breaking an eleven game losing streak for the Lions. So I imagine that now that that monkey's off their back, hopefully that can um that can help them improve going forward. Um the Lions really needed this one, Kyla Murray. Threw for two touchdowns and rushed for another one but he also threw for three interceptions being picked off by Okuda, Harmon and Jamie Collins so he was a bit erratic on the night. He was a bit all over the place. Um, at the end of the game you know, it looked like a typical Lions moment was coming up a bad luck where Kyler threw quite a good ball and it looked like they, um, you know, they were going to match up to the, the Lions one yard line and score right at the end of the game but it wasn't to be. The play was called back for a, a holding penalty and um, yeah, the Lions got the job done. Um, you know, a lot of same things. A lot of things seemed to fall right for the Lions. Um, like I said, Kyler was a bit erratic. He was a bit unlucky on the night. The Lions' offense looks like it could be a bit frisky, but the, the defense, even though it doesn't look great, they had a surprisingly good night. Like I said, yeah. the three interceptions. Cardinals' offense. I, I, I mean, I don't know what went on with with Kyler. The tempo was good, and he looked good, and then all of a sudden he would just throw a pick I don't know if it was just bad judgement on his part I don't know if it was maybe his height coming into play and he was just struggling to see over over the line over the line of scrimmage um, but the the interceptions killed them You got any more good line puns for us? I don't know I started, I literally I, I wrote I was writing I was writing this down and I came I, literally the first one came out and I thought you know what I'm going to roll with this I love it <laughs> Yeah, um, I, I remember.
0: I remember going in with that bet on the last game. I needed to get, and I was looking. I was going. I swear they drew last year, and it's just a game the Cardinals can't win. Ah, oh, I'm fuming. Uh, anyway, moving on to the Titans at Vikings. So this was a really close game. The Titans took it 31 to 30. Uh, Stephen uh, Goskowski is. Working overtime for the Titans right now. Uh, he had a career high six made field goals, uh, with his final one being a 55-yarder, which is uh, nothing to uh, sniffy nose at. Um, Cousins did enough. Um, he obviously, a Dalvin Cooks just showing he's he's unbelievable, 181 yards, uh, which is career high. Um, but w- obviously, the surprise of the season being the the defense of the Vikings just not playing well right now. Uh, Derek Henry went for 119 yards and two touchdowns. Um, So that's just normal Derek Henry things, to be fair. But um, the Vikings now go to 0-3 and the Titans go 3-0. Starting to see some pretty unusual 3-0 teams now. Obviously, Vikings and Texans, I don't think anyone um, saw that. Obviously, Texans do have that really hard uh, opening, but it's it's odd seeing the Vikings go 3-0 in this situation, really. And the Titans are... Chucking along in that division and hopefully, uh, hopefully take it. In my opinion, moving on to you, Joe, with your final game, you had the Panthers at the Chargers.
3: Yeah, so this was quite a weird game, but I actually quite enjoyed it. Uh, the Panthers got, I would say, a bit of a shock win uh, away at the Chargers. They won twenty-one to sixteen. So in this game, well, no McCaffrey, no problem. I guess that's going to be the the Panthers' motto from from here on out. But the Panthers, it was all about their defence and their special teams, really. Uh, The offence looked a bit sort of flat, but the Chargers were just making mistakes. Uh, There was three fumbles and interception. Justin Herbert, he looks good. Uh, He didn't have as good as a game as he did against the Chiefs, but he still threw for 330 yards, which is your second game as a rookie. Ain't too bad. Keenan Allen had a big game, thirteen uh, receptions, 132 yards and one touchdown. Big game for Panthers kicker, Jerry Sloan. He got five field goals from five. However, he did miss an extra point, which to me never really makes too much sense. The Chargers had a late push to win this game. And it was really, and it, it was going to happen, but they just, they messed it up. It was uh, Herbert with the throw. Throws it to Keenan Allen. Keenan Allen goes for the lateral and just throws it too high to Eckler. Eckler just doesn't get it. And if Eckler caught that ball, he was completely in and was going to score the touchdown and win the game for the Chargers. But unfortunately for them, that didn't happen. So, yeah, Panthers off the mark. Chargers fall back one.
2: Despite the, the Chargers losing this, the Chargers, to me, look like one of them teams this year that could upset a lot of people, um, regardless of who they play. Like, you you sort of like what the Cardinals are like last year. Like, it doesn't matter who goes up against them. They're dangerous to everyone and you can't underestimate them. Like, you know, this week, they only they were unlucky. Last week, against the Chiefs, they were unlucky. Like, there's an interesting one. They, got they look players. like one of those teams that could beat the, beat
1: the Chiefs one week and then lose to the Jags the next week.
0: Though. Yeah. Uh, I have just seen some almost breaking news. Uh, uh, Craig, you've signed Marlon Humphrey to a five-year extension, the All-Pro cornerback. That doesn't surprise me. Nice little move
2: there. Yeah, definitely someone we want to keep hold of.
0: Um, Let's move on to your game there. Uh, You have the Packers facing the Saints.
2: Yeah, so um, I'll try not to pack too many puns in this one. Hey. Um, Adam Rogers leading the Packers to another victory, scoring three touchdowns and throwing for two hundred and eighty-three yards. Adam Jones, he had a decent night, sixteen carries, sixty-nine yards, and um he got a touchdown himself. But the standout performance of the night, and uh, you know, I was saying this a little while ago, I want to give myself a bit of credit for that. Adam Lazard stepping up, um, six receptions, 146 yards and a touchdown. He had a pretty he was for me the, the man of the match, he had a pretty Pretty big game for them, and stepped up in a big way. Um, Packers, you know, especially with them with the missing Adams, they they needed a performance like this from someone. Um, the defeating the Saints thirty seven to uh, thirty seven to thirty, so it was a pretty close game. At the end of the first half, the, the Saints were in the lead, um, but it just it seemed to go go downhill from there. The Saints have fell to one and two now, so out of mighty have fallen and and stumbled a little bit. Um, the Saints clearly have some problems obviously Breeze has has come under a lot of criticism and fans are putting a lot of blame on him at the minute and questioning his arm which is you know to an extent is fair enough but that Saints defence and the team as a whole clearly has got some problems they've particularly with penalties. You know, we, we saw a lot in this game. We have done for the last three weeks. We saw a lot of penalty yards in that Raiders game last week. Um, I've totaled it up here. So in the last three weeks, they've given up 331 yards in penalties. Now, if you're giving up that, that amount of yardage in a game, you, you're just making, it's like tying one hand behind your back. Um, you, you're not going to win games giving up penalties like that. That's something that needs to be addressed. And, I think that's a, a I don't know if it's a, a an intelligence issue or a discipline issue or what's going on there. Maybe it's just lack of practice, but they really need to to figure that out and work that out. Um a positive for them though was Kamara just he put on a show. He looks awesome. Um 13 receptions and six carries for a combined under ninety seven yards and two touchdowns. So at least they've got they've got one positive there and something to look forward to. Yeah, absolutely. Um I'm, that was a, a fun
0: game to watch. Um, anyway, let's not book the trend. Uh, you are the book to the Broncos team.
1: Tom Brady and Shaq Barrett led the Bucks to a dominating win over the luckless Broncos. Uh, Denver quarterbacks were under a lot of pressure. 26 plays they uh, faced... The quarterbacks were under pressure there. They were sacked six times, two of them for Shaq Barrett. Uh, Denver also were limited to only 42 rushing yards. It was one of those typical Tom Brady games, 25-38, 297 yards and three touchdowns, um, which isn't surprising yeah. when you look at the receivers he's got now. Scotty Miller, who I hadn't heard of until this season, looks good. He's also obviously got Goodwin. He's got O.J. Howard, Gronk and Mike Evans. Um, Mike Evans had one of the best stat lines of the week. Two receptions, two yards, two touchdowns. That's that's a pretty impressive stat line. Mm-hmm. Um, Gronk actually had a few catches this week, 6 for 48. Um, the crowd, interestingly, was boosted by residents of South Park, Colorado, Colorado, which I thought was a pretty neat thing when you looked at them. Um, the Broncos... Hit by more injuries, they've lost Jarrell Casey. Uh, Jeff Driscoll's not going to start this week. Apparently, they're going to be starting Brett Ribbon, who was the the nephew rather of Mark Ribbon. So, Bucks are now two and one. The Broncos are now zero and three.
0: Hopefully, he's going to be ripping some balls downfield. You've, you've you've opened the tap now. These are getting <laughs> edited out big time. <laughs> Anyway, uh, moving on to the shootout of the week, Uh, Russell Wilson against Dak Prescott. Uh, The Seahawks took this game 38-31. to Um, Obviously, Russell Wilson's leading the MVP race uh, and won this game mostly uh, on his own um, on five touchdowns and no turnovers, which is just obscene with how well he's been playing recently. Um, Dak actually played pretty well, which is horrible to say. Um, Alden Smith uh, on the Cowboys defensive line did really well I think he got three sacks um, and DK Metcalf obviously had the, the classic uh, young receiver play of running into the end zone and getting the ball tapped out That was awful
1: <laughs>
0: So uh, obviously um, a thing he's never going to do again is uh, any high-end receiver a, a lot of them do make that mistake younger I've seen I know like um, Deshaun Jackson did it um, but the, the, the Cowboys defense just couldn't handle it really uh, Dangerous was just smashing them um, didn't help they had two missed extra points and Zeke fell over in the end zone uh, for a safety just not things you can really do uh, if you if you want to be a playoff contender you can't make those kind of mistakes um, Seahawks March going 3-0 just absolutely uh, flattening all competition uh, Cowboys remain in the NFC East behind the football team in that burning pile of garbage. So, yeah, um, it was the shootout we all wanted towards the end, uh, but I think it was a result we all expected as well. And wanted. And what yeah, of course, I think we all wanted it.
2: <laughs> record, you know, I mean, looking at their record, it might not particularly show it, but out of that division, the Cowboys do look like they had a half-decent side. I think they've just been unfortunate that, like, they were up against the Seahawks, you know what I mean?
0: But hey... Every, every every game counts and the football team got the division win
2: I don't know what Metcalf was thinking like just I mean it, was, it wasn't was even half a jog ball in no. one hand like literally holding it like a, like it was a loaf of bread you know what I mean and it just made life easy for them that's why I mean it was a good defensive play fair play to the Cowboys we've been when you know, slating them all season, saying how the defence is craft. That was nothing but a pure hustle play. You know, any, any other undisciplined guy would have just give up and let him just run into the run into the end zone and wouldn't even have bothered chasing him. This guy hasn't given up and hustled and prevented the touchdown. And funny, I know I've
1: criticised him before, but Alden Smith was playing really well for the Cowboys. Hopefully he can stay on the field.
2: I,
0: we're going to shout out another player as well. Tyler Lockett had three touchdowns. Um, DK Metcalf was relatively quiet outside of that massive uh, mistake because he was, he was, they, they locked down the deep ball they weren't letting Russell throw it but it just let Tyler Lockett go off underneath
2: Is this going to be Russell's MVP season?
0: It's looking like it so far and I think the only contender to it is Josh Allen obviously Patrick Mahomes and Lamar but I don't think that's really necessary to say Anyway, talking about Lamar and Mahomes, let's move over to the Chiefs of the Ravens, Tim. Oh, we not. <laughs> I'll be really quick and really painless, Craig. Uh,
1: Chiefs won 34-20. The score actually flatters the Ravens, I think, there. Um, the Chiefs were a bit like a cat play with a mouse in this game. Uh, Chiefs looked like they could have finished them off at any time but let them have their little bit of fun. Uh, in fact, going to the fourth quarter, there was only seven points in it. The Chiefs then decided it was enough, was enough. Touchdown pass then to the big fella, Eric Fisher, finished them off. Um, Mahomes shows he's the best quarterback in the league. Went 31-42, 385 yards, four touchdowns, and he ran for another one. Um, Lamar Jackson was under a lot of pressure. He got sacked four times, he was running for his life. Uh, He could have connected with Mark Andrews a few times, but was just a little off on the throws on a few occasions. Um, the way the Chiefs are playing, both offence and defence, it's hard to see anyone beating them, to be honest with you and that, Craig, I'm going to keep it brief
2: Yeah, the offensive line in particular was awful like, it it was like a sieve it was awful, and it wasn't a great performance, but at the same time like, the amount of backlash I've seen online, I think people need to pipe down, because this is a Chiefs team that nearly lost to the Chargers last week and only just scraped through. So yeah, we might have got a hammer by a, by the Chiefs, but it's an off week. It happens. Teams have them, you know what I mean? Um I'm I'm looking forward to next week where I think we've got a Washington a Washington team with you know, it's going up against the Ravens team now with a a point to prove. You know, all the running back stuff came out again where Lamar obviously had a was running for his life a lot and I don't think he had the opportunity to throw a lot. So I don't think that is a you know, a point of particularly Holds much merit at the moment, but yeah, like uh, I don't know, it was it was tough to watch. We were we were pretty awful to kind of keep it PG, Um but I, yeah, I think people need to stop overreacting. I'm looking at draft yeah. rankings, and we've dropped from like first and second to like seven eighth and ninth now, and stuff like that. And I think, all right, you know, come on, guys, like
1: yeah, Lamar Jackson hasn't turned into a bad quarterback after one game. Some of the misses were by. Inches. It wasn't like he was Josh Allen chucking him into Rosette when he was trying to get someone in the corner of the end zone. So, yeah, it calmed down a bit. It was a bad game for the Ravens, but you were playing the Chiefs, for God's sake. It wasn't like you were playing the
0: Jags. I said during the game, the Chiefs are absolutely terrifying. They're not injured. They've pretty much kept their entire Super Bowl team and gotten better. Yeah, the the did next. Out,
1: Someone pointed out on Twitter, mm. it's great for all Rayla fans who've got to play Patrick Mahomes 20 times over the next 10 years.
2: <laughs> at least. <laughs> I think, you know what? I think for me now, right, this is going to be a pretty bold statement, but I was talking I was talking to me the other half the other day when we were sat, like, watching the games and stuff, and I think at the moment, like... Chiefs fans are starting to become so unbearable that they're starting to replace the Patriots for me because <laughs> I looked at I looked at that matchup and I thought you know what I'm going into this game and I kind of want the Patriots and Cam to win like Cam I find I, I quite like Cam I like them at the Panthers I find them easy to root for this new Patriots team and their style of play and I've always been a fan of Bill it was Tom I was never like just something about was I mean he's a great player but personality wise I think he rubs a lot of people up the wrong way um I don't know. I can find myself getting behind this Patriots team a little bit in a weird way. It feels strange to say that. I'm um, going, yeah, and going up against this Chiefs team—that's um, like you know becoming a little bit of, you know, it's becoming a bit of a powerhouse and Chiefs fans that are becoming a little bit unbearable. I think yeah, I, okay. I kind of feel myself rooting for them a bit.
1: One thing I was going to say about the Patriots, though, Joe—you uh, still have the refs on your side, clearly. I forgot oh, to yeah. mention this. Josh Jacobs recovered a fumble. He and did. It, was, it wasn't even close, was it, Joe? It was no. clearly a recovered fumble, but the refs decided to give you the ball, which
3: is it, nice Yeah, enough. it's a joke. You don't want decisions like that. It ruins the game. Even if it, you know, benefits my team, it's still, you don't want to see it at all. So, yeah. go, sorry, going back to Chiefs-Ravens, what annoys me is you can see people going, oh, Lamar doesn't do it in the big games. Lamar can't do it. He's bottled it again. You're like, leave off. Like, don't go okay. He... There's been a couple, you know, performances which haven't gone his way in the big games, and that's correct. But he's still so young. Like, give him. T- it's not like he's been around forty years and he's lost every single playoff game, all thirty of them. Of that's impossible. All twenty of them. But like, um, it just it just drives me mad. Although the meme with Patrick Mahomes and his girlfriend and the baby
2: being Lamar Jackson is quite funny. It's it sets up a storyline for later in the season when we played him again and destroyed them, doesn't it? <laughs>
0: Go. That, is, that is a confident-sounding man. <laughs> anyway, with the week three behind us and we look towards week four tonight, let's have a look at um, what we're going to be doing for these games. Thursday night matchup, we've got the Denver Broncos going to the New York Jets. It's going to be an amazing game. How do we uh, think this is going to be working out? Tim, how have you, how have you got this going? I've
1: got the Broncos by seven.
3: Literally, the f- fact I'm sleeping through this one is, is quite a blessing. Uh, I've gone the Broncos by nine.
2: Yeah, I've gone the Broncos by eight. And I have gone the
0: Broncos by... My sheet's loading up, sorry. You haven't. I haven't, I've got the Jets.
2: Cool. <laughs> <laughs> right All right. Right. hear me out, right? I think this is a team, like this is a game that looks so bad on paper, it could actually turn out quite good. Yeah, it's, like, it's equal. I mean, it's c- coming from the man who's watched the Jets the past few weeks, I'm, I'm, I'm going to find it hard to argue there. But, like, I don't know. I think sometimes when you, get, when you get a game of two teams that are, like, I don't know, quite bad, sometimes it can be quite a lot of crazy stuff happens. You know what I mean? It's
1: Brett Rippon against Sam Darnold.
3: Yeah, the MVP is what are you talking about. It's, it's like watching the two nerdy kids at school fight it's just like that's all it is know, it's, yeah, it's going to be awful but it's going to be
0: amazing
2: I, I, a lot of crazy stuff can happen when two teams like this collide and it's Thursday night football you know what I mean like
0: I've got I'm going for the Jets I've got the Jets taking this by four just because I think it's that kind of game as you said
2: I shock the world
0: yeah man moving on to Sunday we have the Saints heading towards the Lions
2: Tim I've got the Saints by three
3: yeah, Saints bouncing back and winning by six.
2: I've got the Saints by six, but I very nearly went to Lions in this one.
0: Nah, I think this is the game of Saints. Put their foot down, Saints by 14. Okay, Chargers at Buccaneers.
1: The Bucks are coming together quite nicely. They've got a good little team going there. I think the Bucks are going to take
3: it by 10. Yeah, I really fancy the Bucks as well. Bucks by seven.
2: Yeah, Bucks are looking better every week. Chargers are feisty. Obviously, we were talking about that before, but I've gone Bucks by seven. That Joe likes the
0: Brady team, but I'll agree. Bucks by nine. On to the Battle of the Cats, Jaguars at Bengals.
1: Tim. Now, I think this one's going to fit into Craig's definition of a so-bad-it's-good game. You've got two bad teams, but I think this is going to be a good game. Bengals by three.
3: Yep, no, I can see that happening. I've got Joe Burrow getting his first win. Bengals by four.
2: Uh, I don't know. I'm still on the Minshew minibus. Um, <laughs> I'm, um, I'm, yeah, I'm going to back the Jags on this one. I think people... I know, Burrows impressed a lot of people, but that... I mean, people underestimate just how bad that offensive line is at the Bengals. Like, I thought we were bad on, on Monday night, but that whole line is trash. Um, yeah, gonna rush him I've with? got
0: Jags by three. I'm going to take the Bengals by six on this. Um, it's going to be good, though. Two good quarterbacks on teams that maybe need a little bit more talent, but I hope Joe, Joe Burrows is a baller, man. Moving on to the Vikings at the Texans, battle of the 0-3 teams. Tim?
1: I'm going for a bit of a surprise here. I think the Vikings are actually going to do okay. Vikings by six.
0: I think this is like
3: a defense that Sean Watson can actually show what he can do uh, this year. So I'm going for the Texans to win by 10.
2: Yeah, I agree with Joe. I've gone Texans by seven. Um, Vikings second day. not very good at all. Deshaun Watson's not just good on his legs, but he can throw. And the, the Texans have shown that they've got people who can catch. So, and they've looked feisty. They've had a rough start with some of the teams they've played. I think this is this is the chance for the Texans to turn things around. I'm
0: gonna agree with you. Yeah, I think, I think yeah, it's the defense that he can win against. So Texans by seven as well. Moving into Florida. We've got the Seahawks visiting the Dolphins down in Miami. Tim?
2: It's
1: going to be pretty one-sided. Seahawks by 10.
2: Yeah, Seahawks by 14. On Seahawks by 18.
0: Snap again. I've gone Seahawks by 18. Um, So the Steelers at Titans game has been postponed until later notice. So um, we cannot make a prediction, but it will sure be a great game when it does come around. Um, swiftly on to another shootout it seems like all the Cowboys games will be shootouts Uh, Browns at Cowboys Tim
1: yeah good offensive game high scoring Browns by six Uh,
3: sorry Cowboys by six
0: I've also got the Cowboys by six
2: Um, I've gone Cowboys by 14
0: shows that Craig's hate for the Browns over Stans' hate for Dak
2: (laughs) I don't know thinking about it now like the way Chubb and stuff has been running like I'm starting to wonder if it will be as one-sided than that but the, I don't know the Cowboys have put up a lot of points the last couple of weeks a lot of points and now Brown's defence is it's a bit banged up it's, it's, I think it's all down to whether the Cowboys O-line can can, um, can hold up that onslaught
0: I think they're both duplicate teams going into it really really good offences great running backs um, good defensive lines with secondaries that have been poked through I've got the Browns taking this one by two. Okay, off we go to Carolina. We've got the Cardinals taking on the Panthers. How have you got this one working out, Tim?
1: I like the Cardinals. Cardinals by nine.
0: Yeah, I think the Cardinals
3: are going to bounce back. Got the cards by eight.
2: eight. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I've, I'm like Tim. I've got Cardinals by nine. Yeah, I think we're all on the
0: same level there. Cards by ten. Moving through to the number one defense, Colts facing the number one quarterback, Nick Foles, Bears.
1: Yeah, good Colts defense, and still a bit of life in Old Man Rivers. Colts by
2: seven.
3: Bears' unbeaten run is going to come to an end. I've got the Colts by seven as well.
2: You know what? I did after Colts, Colts, and then I changed yeah. just before recording to Bears. I'm, I'm, I don't know. I'm tempted to change. You no, know No, I'm gonna, I'm gonna stick with the Bears. I know I'm gonna regret it, but yeah, bear down. <laughs> yeah, yeah, hopefully Nick Foles starts.
0: He is. He's been announced as starting quarterback. Bear okay. by three as well. Moving on to Ravens versus Washington Football Team.
1: Tim, Bounce back from last week for the Ravens. Uh, good game from Lamar. Ten points by Ravens to buy ten points.
3: Yeah, I've also got Ravens, big big points as well. Going to win by 16.
2: Yeah, you've got a football football team with not much of an offence. They've just lost the best defensive player. And they've got a a Ravens team that's out to prove a point. So I've got Ravens by 21.
0: A bit more confident in the Ravens, though. I'll take them by 24. Moving. Yeah, I know. But I I think it's a game they're going to want to kind of show, show off. So we've got the Giants facing down the Los Angeles Rams. Tim?
1: Rams are better than we thought Giants are worse than we thought Rams by 10
0: yeah
3: I've gone for a big one here I think the Rams are going to really blow them away I've gone <laughs> oh, Rams
0: Rams by 33 I think that's the biggest score any of us have ever wait, predicted.
3: Thing that, you know the 49ers smashed the Giants so I think the Rams can put even more of them
1: Joe what? I think the other two will agree if the Rams win by 33 and you get that spot on you get bold prediction points as well on top of the normal yellow points <laughs>
3: I'm
1: not
0: it. he's, not he's gonna gonna thirty-three
2: it, It's his choice to say thirty-three. Yeah, I'm, I'm <laughs> confident in thirty-three. And 33. Craig must swiftly change score. Yeah, I, yeah. I don't know. I added a bit lower, but I don't know. Once I think hearing Joe say Rams v Giants, it triggered in my head. Hang on. This is this is the same Giants who got destroyed by a bunch of backups and the Renford rejects. You know what I mean from the 49ers last week. Um, yeah, I think it's going to be a comfortable one for the Rams here. Yeah. Rams by 21. Yeah,
0: Rams Rams are going to bully this one. They're, they're flying high right now. So, Rams by 17. Moving on to what should be an absolute belter of a game, the New England Patriots travel to Arrowhead to face down Patrick Mahomes. Tim?
1: Really good game. Chiefs by three.
0: Yeah, this is going to be a lot closer than people
3: think as well, I reckon. Chiefs by six.
2: Going Chiefs by four, but in all honesty, my heart, in a strange way, really wants it to be the Patriots, just to knock the Chiefs down a peg and show Fergal up. Yeah, absolutely
0: with you. Um, Chiefs by six as well. Um, Bills going to you, Tim. Bills versus Raiders.
1: I think uh, Joe took more positives out of the Raiders' performance last week than I did, so I've got the Bills by ten.
3: That might be true, Tim, because uh, I think this might be where the Bills could potentially fall down a bit. I've got the Raiders to win this by five.
2: I've got Bills by ten, but I mean, I could see the Raiders taking this one. I don't think the Bills have looked as as, un, as like unbeatable as some people think.
0: I think the Raiders are struggling a bit with injury. I'll, I'll take the, the Bills by 14. Uh, moving on to the... Injury-ridden Eagles moving to the injury-ridden 49ers.
2: I think this will be the
0: worst game of the week. <laughs> yeah, boy.
3: <laughs> I've gone for a bit of a shock, here. Yeah? Eagles by three. Uh, same score, different team. 49ers by three.
2: Also gone 49ers by three. 49ers by ten. We're going to get whacked. Oh, I can see a lot of field goals in this game.
0: <laughs> you just oh, yeah, but apparently Doug Peterson doesn't kick field goals anymore. <laughs> Uh, finally on to another big game shootout here Falcons at Packers
1: I can see the Falcons blowing a big lead and the Packers getting a last second field goal to win it by three can
3: you imagine (laughs) that would have to be the end I don't see the Falcons getting a lead Uh, I've got the
2: Packers winning by 17 Uh, I've got the Packers as well but by a little bit less I've got Packers by five
0: Yeah, Falcons can keep it close, but Packers will take this. Uh, I've got them winning by 10. And moving on to the bold predictions, uh, we'll go in reverse order. My bold prediction is there is going to be five or more turnovers in the Jets-Broncos game.
2: I I said that game could be interesting (laughs) for the wrong reasons. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Craig? Uh, I've got Falcons-Packers to be over 50 points combined. Are we saying that's bold? (laughs) <laughs> I mean I can up it if you want 55 is it, is it 50 points each or like 50 no like combined?
0: combined oh I mean they're both quite offensively oh. strong teams mm. yeah that's
1: Spare. just
0: 25 all yeah okay that's three touchdowns and a field goal is
2: just less 60 points then up it by another 10
1: yeah I'll take 60
2: that's at least 30 points each. Yeah, I'll be fine with 60. And they have the Falcons have, what, have scored 25 or less than two of their previous games? They only had that one big game against the Cowboys. Okay, yeah, I'm, I'll be happy with 60. Okay.
0: Joe, I, I don't see one there for you. Are you making it up on the spot? Uh,
3: yeah, yeah. If I'm totally honest, I completely forgot to
0: do it. Uh, but I've just thought of one
3: in my head and it's, it's bold. Um, I have got Mitch Trubisky to take a snap at quarterback in the Bears-Colts game thought
0: you were going to say over from Nick then yeah that's pretty bold I'll, I'll give you that mm-hmm. I'll say that Tim? Josh Allen to score four touchdowns who's he playing?
2: Raiders yeah, Raiders
1: okay yeah
2: I'm fine Rarely, with that. I very nearly did a similar one like my original bold prediction was going to be Lamar to score four and more touchdowns so I nearly went the same way
0: Okay. So how did we do last week?
1: So last week in reverse order, uh, it was again, it was very, very close. Adam, you got 12, Craig got 12 and you got the Steelers exactly right. And you got the Seahawks exactly right. Joe, you had 12 and I got 14. I got the Steelers exactly right. Uh, we did really badly on our bold predictions last week. No one got anywhere near the. Well, no one got their bold predictions. Um, so, totals, we've got Adam and Craig on 38, Joe on 41, and I'm just ahead on 43.
0: I'm livid because I get so many games right, but I've not got a score right. <laughs> That's the game changer, the correct yeah. scores.
2: Yeah, Yeah, I got two correct scores last week, and then I think all of the little dog picks, just a lot of them let me down.
0: I can't seem to get it, so I can't seem to get it. Um, anyway... You can keep up with us uh, on our scores and let us know how you think of that by catching us on social medias, Joe. Yep,
3: so Twitter and Instagram, you can find us at T-A-F-S UK and on Facebook, type in That American Football Show and uh, we'll be there for you.
0: You can also find all the stuff on our website, which is Tim.
3: ThatAmericanFootballShow.com.
0: Uh, and if you do head over to our website, you'll be able to see some of the merchandise uh, that we have available, whether that's actually our show's merchandise, which you're very welcome to wear, uh, or going to um, go into EP Sports and looking at all their merch they've got. Uh, of course, also partnered with Lockdown Lids, and I believe the Pick of the Week is just ending. Is that right?
1: Yep. And they going to be doing the draw tonight. So we'll find out the winner tonight at the Jason Witten uh, Raiders Helmet.
2: Night be in the first of October. Okay, and don't
0: forget to keep your eyes peeled for uh, our next pick of the week. Uh, we're always really excited to see them going out. Um, we have another exciting interview coming up, um, so keep your ears open for them. Uh, we've had a lot recently, so hope you are enjoying them. Let us know if you've got any good ideas for us of who you want on, um, or how you're enjoying the, the interviews we are doing. Questions you might want us to ask. Um, Anything else you want to let the guys know, people?
2: Yeah, we're still looking for articles. So if anyone is still looking for writers, if anyone wants to do a little bit of writing for us to put up on our website, you've got anything you want to send in for us to have a look at and and put up there for you, just just drop us an email or, or give us a shout. Great. Uh, Again,
0: thank you all for listening to us every week. We really do appreciate it and uh, we love talking uh, about football to you guys. So um, thanks for keeping in touch. Uh, See you all next week and enjoy a week of football.
2: nice one that felt good Oh mate that was so pun heavy that episode i, love it. <laughs> I don't know i got I, I don't i don't know i think i'm tired and i'd had a long day and i sat down and started doing the lion's ones and then all these lion puns mm-hmm. just started just floating around in this big old head of mine and i just i don't know like i have alluded. with it
3: I thought you were just about to say chlorine at you
2: yeah like you're doing <laughs> chlorine yeah i'm bursting with pride after that